You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you tuned in today. So on Sunday, we gathered and we read Acts chapter 9. We talked about the moment when Paul the Apostle met the resurrected Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus and Everything that Paul thought about Jesus changed in a moment. And no longer was Jesus a false messiah, a blasphemer, or a dead religious leader. Suddenly, Jesus was living, resurrected, and governing over his church. So that changed everything for Paul. And Paul began to share how his experience with Jesus Christ confirmed that Jesus was alive, well, and working in the world today. I told the church family that using your testimony is the best witnessing tool that I can equip you with. And I want to use today's podcast just to follow up a little bit with that to give us some practical tips. So the first thing that I want to talk about is how to get to the point that you're able to use your testimony. You know, before you're able to witness with anybody, you should really actually, number one, actually love that person, like really care about them. And if they're a stranger, I know that feels weird, but what I, what I mean is their life matters and they're valuable. You're not looking down on somebody. They're not just a statistic. They're not just an opportunity for a Christian conversion. Even if it's an absolute stranger, that is the image of God. It's somebody that you legitimately want them to know the Lord and be connected to the Lord so that you're sharing out of love, not out of hypocrisy or arrogance or in this false sense that you can fix something in another person. God is the one who does the healing. So the first thing is just your attitude. You know, the Bible tells us to give the reason for the hope that we have in Jesus with gentleness and respect. And so be sure that you engage the world around you with the right mindset. So the second thing is, I mean, you're going to have to be willing to engage people well enough to have gospel conversations. And sometimes that will come inside your household with your children. Sometimes that will come with a family member or maybe at work, somebody at school. Or it could just come from an acquaintance you meet in the community, at Walmart, at a soccer field, in a parking lot on the roadside. Well, it doesn't really matter to me, but I hope that you feel that Holy Spirit nudge and you know that it's time for you to share. So what do you do? Well, the kinds of conversations that you can have, my goodness, they're as, they're as different as night and day could possibly be. I mean, some of them, you're going to be talking to somebody who's really hurting. For sometimes, you're going to be talking to somebody who's celebrating. For somebody, you're having a conversation with somebody who's in a neutral space. But I think you'll find the opportunity to transition to your testimony appropriately, and you might use a transitional phrase like this. If the person is just really hurting, I mean, if they're going through a hard time or they're worn out or they just feel hopeless, you may you may say to them, if your testimony has an overlap with their situation, you may say to them something like this. I mean, you are in a really, really tough spot, and I don't pretend to have all the answers, but if you got a second, I would love to share with you what gives me hope right now and gave me hope when I was in a similar situation. That opens the door politely to share your testimony with them, also endorsing that you're not a know-it-all that thinks you have the corner on the market. Um, If they're celebrating, you can find a similar and appropriate transitional phrase. Uh, But the point is you're just wanting to share your experience with Jesus. So the next thing that I should tell you about using your testimony as we begin to witness better and better year after year all over the Pine Belt is this. I think it's worth you spending a few minutes to think about your testimony, to clarify it. And the best way I can help you clarify it is to take the following two steps. So the first step is I want to encourage you to think through 
what Jesus has done and is doing in your life so that you can identify a central theme. Like what's the what's the main point that you can communicate? And the second thing that I encourage you to do that's a good step for clarifying your testimony so it can be shared is think of how you could share it in shorter snippets. Everybody's got this long drawn out version, you know, that we that, you know, we could tell all the details of our childhood, but nobody is going to make time to hear that. You're going to have to be able to share your testimony. I recommend people to be able to share it in two minutes or less if they want the other person to be interested in listening. Now, if you strike up great interest, they may ask a follow-up question or you may have the opportunity in the future to elaborate on some of those details you passed over. But in the beginning, I want to encourage you to find the central theme of your uh, engagement with God, of what God's done in your life, and then be able to share that in two minutes or less. You might even work on sharing it in a shorter version. So just get out your stopwatch on your phone or your watch and time yourself and practice it until you get it down to about two minutes. And then you'll find that's going to give you a great deal of confidence when it's time for you to begin sharing it with sisters and brothers all around you who need to hear it. So I thought I'd give you an example today. Okay, so um, the central theme that I've identified in my walk with the Lord uh, I call it play in church, and I think my testimony uh, would resonate with a lot of people in the Bible Belt where we live, because a lot of us have grown up in church, uh, but we're not necessarily exactly where we should be with the Lord. So, so here we go. You can imagine I'm having a normal conversation with somebody in town, and you know they may we may be talking about church, maybe talking about anything, you know, and they've probably just said something sort of like, "I believe in God." I grew up in church when I was a kid. I don't go to church anymore. I'm not really mad at God. I just don't. So this is this is my testimony. Hey, man, I appreciate where you're coming from. Listen, in fact, when I look at my life, this is what I see. I was playing church. like So I grew up in church, in a Baptist church, and I was uh, there every single Sunday. I was saved when I was 12. I felt like God was telling me to give my life to him, and I, and I did. But if I'm being honest with you, um, a I, it was a little bit half-hearted at that moment. I mean, I, I gave my life to the Lord, and I believe that I was saved. But through my teenage years, uh, I was pretty worldly. I was in church every single Sunday. Uh, but I also had the same goals, dreams, desires, ideas, and attitudes as the rest of the world around me. I really had not given God control of my life. That didn't happen until college. But for me, everything changed in college. My freshman year of college, um, I began to be discipled differently. I saw people who were really following Jesus, who weren't necessarily just following the crowd and adding God to that. Well, I started to chase after Jesus in that way, and everything changed for me then. And so for the last 24, 24 years, I've been following Jesus radically differently, than, and it has absolutely changed everything. So I've come to realize that for me, my walk with the Lord was not just about going to church or not going to church. It was about being connected with God in a personal way, and that's changed everything about my relationship with Jesus. So for me, uh, as you could see, my testimony play in church is about um, the season of life primarily after my salvation when I was saved but was not fully committed to Jesus. So I told the church family on Sunday that your testimony can include the past and also the present. And you know, some of the present updates to my testimony would definitely include lessons that the Lord's taught me this year on prayer and on peace and on patience. Um, and I think I have a, if I had the opportunity to share those things with people, I think that I could continue to bear witness for the 
ongoing work of our resurrected King Jesus Christ. And I hope that you'll have that same opportunity this week as all of us look for opportunities to share our testimony so that we can declare that Jesus Christ is alive and is governing his church. He's watching over his people and he loves us. So church family, don't forget this. In 2020, the world around us needs the gospel as much and maybe more than it has ever needed it before. So let's be the light of the world. Let's take hope and joy and love. Let's take the gospel into the streets, into the world we live in. I love you. Have a blessed day. God bless you, church family.